Hello, and welcome to the Parental Advisory Movie Podcast. We are your hosts, Jeff Hall and Patrick Terry. We're two dads with a love for movies. Join us as we discuss movies we have seen with our kids, as well as movies we have seen without them. Hello, Patrick. Happy 1st of November, only 364 days until Halloween. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's up here. I don't think there's like leap year or anything. So, <laughs> although it will be an evening year, I don't even know. Um, but yeah, so we're just gonna go with that. So uh, start uh, working on your costume now. Because <laughs> you know, so. looking looking at putting together maybe like a Nick Fury one since I had an eye patch, but eh, I wasn't going anywhere for Halloween, so I didn't. It's still in my wish list. I mean, my on my list that on Amazon. Okay. So. No trench coat, maybe yeah. even the the gun holster, and you know, figure it out. <laughs> That'd be awesome, dude. Yeah. Now you're gonna do new Nick Fury or like OG like '80s comic Nick Fury, like with the black. Uh, with what? With like the black and the white going on. Yeah, probably more current. <laughs> current, yeah. yeah, yeah. That'll work. Yeah. I think, <laughs> man, I bet you would rock the hell out of that. Yeah, I get over the French <laughs> yeah, coat. That's 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 the point. <laughs> I'm crossing fingers on that one. <laughs> yeah, I was like, man, it'd be kind of cool. I'd finally just shave my head down, no stubble, get the patch, maybe just grow this part and keep, so we got yeah. the mask on, you know, just yeah. throw it out. <laughs> just at that the, point, at that point, what you should be doing, mass. <laughs> yeah, yeah, should. Lord willing, Lord willing. Yep. Uh, Get my goatee going again. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Yeah, you yep. would totally rock it. Yeah, no doubt. Well, I, I mean, I got my Top Gun flight suits this year, so I mean, there's nowhere to go now. Like, I feel like I've reached pinnacle <laughs> costuming because that was like the one thing I always kind of wanted was that Top Gun flight suit. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, no, it was amazing. I love it. It was great because I wore sweats and then just like a long sleeve shirt under it. I was like, man, I'm comfortable as hell. Man, I'll go, in. <laughs> I'll go anywhere now. <laughs> and I only had like two small pockets up by the chest, and that was it. I couldn't put any, I couldn't hold anything for any of the kids. I'm like, yeah. sorry, man, I don't have any pockets. You're gonna have to carry it in your bag. <laughs> um, sorry to hear that. I'm all out of pockets. <laughs> I'm sorry, yeah. Sorry, yeah. that's what happens. But yeah. I did, and I lived up. You know, I, I want to say as soon as I woke up, I put it on. We'll say as soon as I was, as soon as I woke up and got a few things done that in which I wouldn't, I felt that I would probably get it dirty. So I wanted to go ahead and get that stuff done, took a shower, and then, yes, put it on. It was like 11 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. I wore it I wore to recycling. <laughs> so we, we did our Sunday uh, routine. We went to recycling. I wore it there. We went to, uh, oh, they wanted to go stop at GameStop to look for Pokemon cards. We mm-hmm. ended up at two GameStops, no Pokemon cards. And then um, Target, still no Pokemon cards. Um, but nonetheless, I went to three places and, and uh, yeah, rocked it out. So, And, like, it was nothing. Like, okay, it's just another outfit I'm wearing. Yeah. But it's just, I think I brought it up last week. Um, but I really like 
have been knows, I guess, paying attention to it more. That the late seventies, early eighties, they really had a hard on for like One Piece. No, well, I should say they they really liked their One Piece jumpsuits. Yeah, <clears throat> because you know Top Gun obviously because they're flight suits. But if you think about <clears throat> Michael Myers, One Piece jump mechanic suit. Mm-hmm. Jason Voorhees, depending on which movie it is, uh, One Piece jumpsuit. And then trying to think of some others, but I would, like, I'll just be watching an 80s movie and I'm like, oh, there's another One Piece jumpsuit. Doc Brown, One Piece jumpsuit. Yeah, <laughs> it's just true. I mean, it's a biohazard suit, but still, it counts. Yeah. I was like, I was like, wow. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's easy to get in and out of, and yeah, just dip up, you know, just, down. Yeah. yeah, done. Be done with functionality. It. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah, if we can just yeah. get a full suit like that and just zip it up. Right? Oh my God, that'd be amazing. <laughs> that'd be yes. amazing. But no, I, I loved it. And I'm like, I don't even know what to do next now. <laughs> like, I, But, you know, I'm sure I'll find some sort of inspiration. Oh, yeah. If we're going to do, even if we're talking about trench coats, the one thing I would have loved to have, and I'm not even big on like, uh, well, the one thing I think I would really like is that, uh, is Ryan Gosling's uh, trench coat from Blade Runner 2049. Because it's a trench coat, and then the, uh, the I think it's the right lapel unbuttons, and it goes across, which then covers uh, his mouth and nose. So, like a mask, almost. So, yeah. it's pretty it's pretty cool like that. I'm like, oh, I would like, and it's like wool-lined in that area, too. So, I'm like, that looks warm, too. So, but that would be nice. Yeah. Watch it be like you know ninety something degrees next Halloween, and you, you and the two of us knuckleheads are walking around in trench coats. Right, <laughs> we're just like, gonna push through, just push through. through. <laughs> have get, have get the one those motorized motorized fans. <laughs> right, have the hanging fan. Yeah, <laughs> yep. So we're good. Just a little sweaty, but good. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, no, I brought extra deodorant. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. No, you kids, go ahead. I'll catch up. <laughs> sit right here on the curb. Yeah. <laughs> Oof. Why is Daddy not getting out of the car? Why is he <laughs> the air conditioning going? Car still running. Is he gonna leave us? <laughs> Man, but I, I do have a trench coat, but I've had that thing since high school. It's still in good condition, but it's not leather. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, I could probably probably work though. Yep. So <laughs> yesterday, I <laughs> I put on said flight suit and uh, I sent it to our buddies over a two dollar late fee and they said you're looking good I said thanks I said thanks I'm hoping it'll still fit by the time Top Gun Maverick comes out right I said if it keeps getting pushed back I said I said I don't know man I said I said I'm, I, I'm, I'm kind of envisioning like in Black Widow when Red Guardian puts his puts his uh, suit back on he goes look still fits I said that's gonna be me but the zipper's like about to burst <laughs> it was, it was like, oh, still fits. Just no popcorn tonight. Uh, yeah, just don't breathe out. Just breathe out slowly. Like, and they're like, just low carb diet, man. I'm like, I'm like, you know what? That's easy to say living out in California. We live yeah. in Tennessee. They don't know what low carb is. Nah. <laughs> they know what mo carb is, not low carb. Yes. <laughs> oh, you want more carb? All right, here. I said low. Mo? Yeah. Mo? Okay, here's some more corn pudding. Corn pudding, <laughs> oh, corn man. bread. 
Yeah, see, now I'm getting you hungry. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean you're full? No, no, no. Come on, have some more. <laughs> you're growing. That's a, you're right, I am. It's not the just way not, I want to It's not up. It's not the direction I want. Yeah, I'm going out, not up. Bless. <laughs> uh, oh, goodness. But no, it. we had a great time last night. Um, York got to trick-or-treat with his friends. And Grayson got to trick-or-treat with her friends. And then after we got done, we met up with uh, Grayson and Ruth and did a few more houses. But, you know, by that point, it was like almost 8 o'clock. So most places were practically out, if not out. So, and then we got home. And, of course, they wanted to dump it all out. And York started making, like, designs and stuff on the carpet with his candy. (laughs) And then Grayson was like, saw that and wanted to do the same thing. I'm like, bro, y'all need to go to bed. It's 9 (laughs) o'clock. Right. Take your butts to bed. Sleep. Leave the sugar for later. Yes. Uh, 9.30, finally. I had poured me a drink. I put Scream on and then called in a night. I actually watched all of Scream and the first 20 minutes of the second one. Okay. Yeah, the and first I, was classic. <clears throat> yeah. And then I was out. Ruth was out within the first 30 minutes of the first one. Yeah. <laughs> so, but no, it was a good Halloween. Very good, very good. So That's now good. here we are, first of November. Yeah. See what so, happens. So, um, so Kyla stayed home this weekend, and um, so I asked her how the weekend and, and Halloween went. She decided to stay home Halloween. Uh, some of the kids in the neighborhood they went they went out, you know, TPing and throwing eggs and stuff. But then she said that some of them got arrested. I said, "See, you're smart. <laughs> it's a good thing you didn't get in all that." Yep. So that could have been you. <laughs> so I was like, and I ain't about that phone call. <laughs> no, I'm like, man, I guess. <laughs> like um, but yeah, so I was like, all right, cool. Proud of you being smart. <laughs> there you go. Thinking, thinking ahead. Well, good for yes. her. Yes. Uh, proud parent moment. Yes. Mine was when York got a, uh, got a share size bag of Skittles last night. Because the oh. guy at the house, because the guy at the house liked his Assassin's Creed costume, cool. so they, he gave him a whole big old. I was like, man, I need to go f- try and see if I can get Grayson one, <laughs> but <laughs> no, he just had the one apparently. So yeah, so I was happy. That was good for him, man. And he was Con- rolling around Con- in skewies and everything. So. It's a contest you didn't know existed. It's like I, ah, bam, you get the full cool. Skittles bag. <laughs> yeah, I'm like okay. one and done. It's like you're the first yeah. one. <laughs> Yeah, take it. Yep, now yeah. his lights went off and he's yeah. not doing anything else. <laughs> Nobody yep. come to his door. <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, and I was like, okay, which house is the, which house is giving out the toothbrushes? Which house is giving out the pennies? Because there's yeah. always one house in every neighborhood that has one. I don't know how they delegate that. You figure that's what happens, right? Yeah. Did you delegate? <laughs> they have a meeting. They have a meeting. So who's got the pennies this year? Who's got the toothbrushes? <laughs> And for me, I'm like, that sounds like something our HOA would probably assign <laughs> <laughs> in the their monthly meeting. Okay, this year, for Halloween. Now, I know we've only got like four kids here, but yeah. someone's got someone's to be in charge of that. So, it's like, Mark, you and Betty, y'all take the toothbrushes <laughs> and everybody else. So we're going to be the house that everybody hates. <laughs> Great. Can't wait. Can't wait. Yes. <laughs> All right, on the back porch, have also have a thing of candy. 
<laughs> but no. It... <laughs> I watched the video just before we started recording. Mm-hmm. This boy, was, I guess they had their door cam set up. Came through the patio, had a backpack on, took it off, and was like, "Well, let's see." Dumped the whole bowl in his backpack. Oh yeah, and walked right back out. I was like, "All right." He probably went back home and got on Fortnite. Yeah, he's yeah, like, I'm, "I'm done. I'm good." Yep, good. Uh, Mom, I'm at a Mountain Dew. <laughs> Mom. Yeah, one of those type of things. Yeah, look like Dennis the Menace too. Probably was. <laughs> You don't know. Yeah. yeah, we came home. Now, mind you, we we do only have like four other kids mm-hmm. in our neighborhood. Um, now, they had the gates open, so I don't know if people from other neighborhoods came by or whatever. But, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking that's probably what happened because we left a bowl outside because, you know, we just because we weren't home. So, yeah, sure enough, it was gone. I'm mean, like, yeah, somebody totally dumped it around, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> whatever it's gone uh, yep um let's see here the only thing i've got i think as far as tv is um i started watching lock and key season two on netflix and i'm only i think i'm on the second episode i feel like that's a thing so far yeah i almost forgot because it's been so long since i'd watched the first one Mm-hmm. Um, but of course they did a little summary at the beginning, which is good. And yeah, it's, uh, it's starting out strong again. So where things are amiss. Yeah. So that's really about August. I mean, it's starting off strong, so that's good. And it's not trying to do more than what it needs to, I guess is a good way to put it. Cause you know, some people, you know, some shows, they try and overcompensate the second season to try and. It's like okay, well now we got to do bigger and better than last season. Like, well, or just just maintain ease into it, or yeah, maintain or ease into it. Yeah. <laughs> so so far they're easing into it, so I'm a fan. Okay. That's that's it, man. That's all I got for TV, and haven't really had much time. Well, I finished watching Netflix is you, mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, the third season, and um, for the most part, it was a pretty strong season. Uh, I think the way it ended may have, I can understand why people were kind of disappointed um, for how it ended. Because it felt very much like they were just going back to how they were the first two seasons. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's good. Just temper your expectations because it's kind of, I mean, it's, it's a strong first seven episodes. But then, no, it's ten episodes. So the first nine are good. And then they just kind of didn't stick the landing on the last episode, even though it's 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 pretty solid itself, but just yeah. considering how they started, it's pretty much, if you watched the end of the second season, it ended the way that one probably was going to before that reveal at uh, the end. So I'll just mm, say that. <laughs> gotcha. Um, I, I did actually forget. Um, I did watch a few episodes of the babysitters club season mm-hmm. two. Watched yeah. it with Grayson. It seriously is a really cute show. I mean, it's perfect. I mean, I guess boys could like it, but it's not really their demographic, I guess is a good way to put it. Yeah. So obviously it's demographic is aimed at younger girls. Um, Grayson loves it. I enjoy watching Oasis Silverstone and anything. Um, and I absolutely love Mark Evan Jackson. Uh, most people will know him from The Good Place. I know him from The Throwing Adventure Hour. So 
as uh, Sparks in Nevada, which is still one of my favorites. Kind of comedic, fictional series on those podcasts. Um, but he's hilarious. I love him. He's got an amazing voice. So, But yeah, the Babysitter's Club's pretty good this year, or this season. Um, just very bubblegum, I guess is the best way to describe it. Yeah. Yeah, it's just kind of a very chill easiness about it. And, you know, and the performances are good. So it's, yeah, it's it's perfect for, for young girls to repeat watch like my daughter's doing. I don't think she's watched all of this season, but she I know she's watched the first season like four times, at least. So and she really liked it, really enjoyed yep. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, if you have younger, younger girls or if you just enjoyed reading the books growing up, you'll definitely like these two seasons. So. Yep, I forgot. I almost forgot about Babysitter's Club. Okay. And then from a suggestion, <clears throat> there's another series on Netflix called My Name. And I'm about halfway through that season. And um it's it's pretty good. It's like it's 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 um it's got some action in it, but it's more kind of story based where it's building story. And basically it's about a woman who joins an organized crime ring and then infiltrates the police as an undercover agent in order to find the truth about her father's murder or for his father's death. It's a Korean language. So I was about to say, that sounds like there's a lot going on there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She basically, basically when she's in high school, she get like what hooked me. Um, the first episode, they show her in high school. She's getting picked on her dad's into some, you know, He's in organized crime. Everybody knows about it because police pretty much don't keep it a secret that they're looking for him. And they're harassing her about it. And um, so she just gets fed up and she just basically beats beats up the bullies. And because they were talking about transferring her to another school. So right. after that, she's like, I'll just withdraw. <laughs> I'm, I'm out. And then she just joins the organization that her dad worked for to try to get them to help her find out who killed him. And then it's just some mystery, you know, that unfolds as the episodes go. But it's pretty solid so far. Okay. Eight um, episodes. I did start watching, and I keep remembering. I started, but I haven't finished because I'm not really that really hooked on it. Mm-hmm. Um, so Amazon Prime, I guess, purchased. I don't even know if they fits one of their property properties or it's just one that they acquired. Uh Somebody decided to make a I Know What You Did Last Summer series. What you did? Yeah. Um, I love the movie. Uh, yeah. I, I really love I have a soft spot for that movie and that book, uh, honestly. I actually remember reading that Lois Duncan book, um, which is fairly different than the movie, but that's fine. Um, it, they both can exist. Yes. <laughs> and they're, uh, just like the show can. And it's, I do kind of like the way they're trying to update it. I don't know what it is that annoys. There's something that's annoying me about the show, but I'm not, I haven't figured it out yet, which is why I'm going to keep watching it. Because <laughs> I figure yeah. at some point I'm going to find out why I'm not like 100% on board with it. Okay. Um, but it's not terrible. But it might be just because I hold the movie in higher regard and I'm just more upset. I might just be upset that they made a series. 
based on the movie. Yeah. Or based on the book slash movie, oh, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Not and they're all it they're all their own thing. Let's put it that way. Right. <laughs> this is like Earth Three. I know what you did last summer. <laughs> the book Earth, is the book. Yeah. Then yeah. the movie Earth Two veered yeah. veered off course. Or not off course, but it's did a different yeah. Oh, here we go. Boom. Multiverse. There you go. <laughs> Watcher, even how, the watchers explain everything. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Boom. Multiverse. Um, I mean, it's, again, it's not bad. Um, it's definitely not for kids. It's barely even for teenagers. So, yeah. I guess college age and up, because um, there is there's a lot of language. Can't remember if there's any if there's any nudity. It's very brief, but mm-hmm. it's definitely very risque. We'll say that much. Um, so. Yeah, I still probably you know, junior senior in high school and up at best because if it were a movie, it would be rated R. So, right. So yeah, we'll just stick with that seventeen and up. Uh, but I did forget I watched a couple episodes and while I was folding laundry because you know domestication never waits <laughs> and laundry and laundry never ends. Uh, <clears throat> but yeah, yeah. So those were the. So I guess I have watched a few things. I know what you watched last fall. I haven't went back and restarted Reservation Dogs and watched about halfway through. It's like, it's still good. Okay, awesome. I still got to get around to watching that. All right, are we ready? <clears throat> yes, sir. All right, so this week for our feature presentation is a sequel. Available on Netflix. Uh, Patrick and I both watched Army of Thieves, the prequel uh, of Army of the Dead, which came out this summer. Seems like so yeah. long ago. <laughs> it seems like it, it do feel like it, it's <laughs> feel like it's been a minute. But it's really only been a few months, I guess. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> anyways, uh, Army of Thieves is a prequel set before the events of Army of the Dead, which focuses on the German safecracker. Ludwig Dieter, leading a group of aspiring thieves on a top-secret heist during the early stages of the zombie apocalypse. With a runtime of two hours and seven minutes, it is rated TVMA. I would probably give it a PG-13, I guess. Yeah. Maybe, I mean, maybe almost PG. Maybe I just didn't notice the language if there is any, but I thought it Oh, that says profanity severe <laughs> on the parent. Yeah, I think it was the parent god. So I guess never mind. That's what I know. So, so I guess not. <clears throat> All right. So uh, Dieter is played by Matthias Schweighoffer, who also directed the movie. He is a German director who's made a many of a German film before coming over to the states. Um, it's actually very popular over there uh, also starring uh, I think it's Natalie but just spelled Natalie uh, Emmanuel as Gwendolyn uh, most people will know her from the Fast and Furious franchise and uh, Ruby O. Fee as Karina Stuart Martin as Brad uh, 
Guz Khan as Rolf, Jonathan Cohen as Delacroix, Naomi Nakai as Beatrix, and uh, Christian Steyer as Hans Wagner, or Wagner, depending on how you pronounce it. (laughs) Yep. That's just fun to say. Yeah. So this... I had so much fun watching this movie, man. Same. Like, I mean, it was just fun. Like, it was just, like, the pacing was perfect. It never really slowed down. There was always something to kind of keep you interested. Mm-hmm. It gave a backstory to really a lot of things. I mean, there's a lot of great character development in this. You get a, you see the early stages of the zombie apocalypse breaking out. Yes. It's funny the zombie apocalypse is breaking out, and they're breaking into safes. Yes. Yeah, breakouts and break-ins. Break Just a Balance. lot of breaks. It's breaking three. Yeah, breaking three. <laughs> yes. <laughs> breaking three, Army of Thieves. But it's uh, like when they first announced this, I was like, why are they making a movie about this character? Then after watching, I'm like, okay. I'm, I, you, still, you, 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 you proved me wrong. Like, yep. Because a lot of folks are like, I mean, we didn't know much about this character anyway. How does he get his own movie? It's like, well, that's the purpose of the movie, to give you the backstory for him. So I was like, all right, it worked. I, I just really didn't know what to expect going in. Me either. Me either. <laughs> and I thoroughly enjoyed it. I'm like, yes. well, he was the comic relief in the Army of the Dead movie, for the most yes. part. And I'm like, okay, I could see why they, I personally could see why they made it, because I'm like, well, it's, it's like, yeah, because he's the comic relief. Why wouldn't you want another movie with that can really highlight this character better. True. Give him more room to you know, shine, I guess is a good way to put it. And if you haven't already watched Army of the Dead, you can actually watch this first, then, yep. and then go in Army of the that. Dead. Boom. Perfect yes. companion piece. Yes. So yes. It's, I mean, you can watch it either way because exactly. that one doesn't give you any spoilers for this movie and vice versa. Yeah. You know, it, they're great separately, but also... Great together. So, yep. You could have just wine and you could have just cheese, or you could have both. Either which way, it's not a lose lose. It's they're both no. win wins. Yes. Boom. Yes. There you go. There's my analogy. Not to bring it back to wine. <laughs> <laughs> wine is always good. Yes. Indeed. Um, but yeah, so basically, uh, so Dieter, which is not really his given name we uh we come to find out it's sebastian and then some long name and i think hyphenated too so um he never really liked his name so and he was always different so he as a kid would make these comic book stories and came up with the comic book name of ludwig uh dieter because he thought that was a cool name yeah so that's how and then after cracking these very, very intricate and very difficult saves, basically like world's hardest Rubik's cube almost. Right. Uh, he basically was given, you know, Gwendolyn played by Natalie Emanuel, uh, basically started calling him, you know, came, uh, came up with a, I guess when they were doing fake passports and IDs used Ludwig Dieter, uh, Dieter as, as his name. So, Saying this is, and that's how he, better. It's easier yep. to say. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So that's how the name came about. Um, 
all the characters in this are just fun. I mean, like I, <laughs> you find out that it was it was Brad Brad Cage because it was a mixture of Nick Cage and Brad Pitt. Yeah. Um, how he liked that name because he loved '80s and '90s action movies, <laughs> which was great because there was like various different homages to those type of movies True. throughout. Like it's when they're robbing this one bank, he's got the uh, he's got the Richard Nixon mask on. I was like, oh, what a what a great homage to Point Break. Yes. <laughs> so, you mean you don't take your you don't take your gun and fire it in the air and go ah? <laughs> <laughs> uh, hot fuzz. I love it. Um, but yeah, and just every character is just fun. They have their own little quirks and eccentricities. The way they come up with these different heists and how to execute them. While also being chased by Interpol, yes, is a uh, pretty cool. It's like Fast and the Furious minus the cars. Yes, and then um, Gwendolyn, you see her where she gets the truck. I'm like, see, she does know how to drive. I started thinking about, dude, that's exactly <laughs> what I said. I was like, oh, so all of a sudden we know how to drive now. Yeah, okay, she can do it. Oh, okay. <laughs> Same vehicle too, or it was close to it. <laughs> Same size. Yeah, similar. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, they, they probably did that on purpose as a nod as all. That would well. have been hilarious. Yeah. That would have been hilarious if that was the case. Um, I like the Rolf character when they showed yeah. his backstory. Being yeah. a getaway. <laughs> Ballet. He's like, don't park my car. I'll be back in 15. All right, cool. Then picks up someone who just finished the heist and dropped them off and brought the car back. <laughs> yep. None the wiser. None the wiser. Yep. Yep. Perfect. Yes. I was like, you know what? That actually is a really smart way to do it, too. Yeah. You ain't going to get pinned, but they might. Exactly. So this car was seen on, you know, as a getaway driver. And he gets pulled over. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, I was over sure. here. It's like, sure you don't. Mm-hmm. No, no. No, it's... And there was so much humor in it. It was great. Like, it didn't... I just loved the lightness, <laughs> I guess, to it. Like, it was, the movie was very light and kind of airy in the sense that there was no nothing heavy other than the safes <laughs> but right. i mean <clears throat> as far as tone like there wasn't this macho broness kind of like the fast and furious movies kind of have and you know kind of adds this i don't know weight to it to where like it seems i don't know how to what i'm trying what point i'm trying to get across other than it's just, you know, there was, it's just a light, fun movie that's just breezes, like it's a breeze to watch. Like it, yeah. it doesn't require much of you to, except to just sit and sit and enjoy and have fun. And then before you know it's <clears> over, <throat> you're like, oh. It doesn't even feel like two hours. <laughs> it doesn't. It, it really doesn't. <clears throat> like you, there's some movies that are two hours and seven minutes and they feel like two hours and 47 minutes. Yeah. And then there's ones like this where it's just the, because of, the fast pacing of the story, the brilliant directing and acting and cinematography for that matter, because the way it's shot is very cool and how they how they show how they you know do the combinations and all the compli- you know the the difficulties in trying to complete these tasks. Yeah, it it was very well done. I I was I don't want to say play, I wasn't surprised. I just thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought it was yeah. a, a great movie. Um, so I guess the 
heavy laced profanity, depending on what you allow your kids to watch, I guess, you know, ages and all that um, will kind of depend on whether or not this would be appropriate to show them. I first, if you're going to watch it, I wouldn't have a problem because he's Lord knows he's seen worse. Um, yeah. The violence is not too bad either. No, the violence, it really isn't. Mm. No, that's yeah. Seemed, to me, it seemed fairly tame. Yeah. Then when they were showing him actually unlocking the safes, like how the mechanisms was working, yeah. it kept being a reminder of the old Lionsgate intro. Whenever the Lionsgate film yes. started, the, <laughs> yep. the locks, I'm like, yeah, don't watch the Lionsgate. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, the name of the safe, Gotterdämmerung, uh, translated to English is Twilight of the Gods. Da, da, da. Uh, but yeah, uh, Hans Zimmer is the composer for the film, which was produced by Zack Snyder, who has worked with Simba on Man of Steel, Batman vs Superman, Dawn of Justice. Um, yeah, it was it was great. I really can't recommend it enough. On Netflix, please go watch it and enjoy it. I mean, just have a fun time. So. And if you're like, well, I don't like zombies, literally they just show it like news clips. Just to they're breaking out. Yeah, just to know, just to say, hey, this is start, this is going on. Just be like, hey, this is going on. Be aware, and that's you know, that's it. Otherwise, you wouldn't know it. It's no, not like everybody's craziest... talking. That's the crazy. To me, that was kind of the crazy. Like nobody's like really talking about it. Right, and then Which... you know, Interpol, they're actually seeing legit zombie apocalypse, and people are like. Why are we worried about people bank heists and yeah. when we got this happening? He's like, I don't care about that. <laughs> this dude yeah. shot me in the in a butt. <laughs> exactly. Like, like, I just he's really he's literally he's, butt hurt. He's he literally butt hurt. Yes. What you said, <laughs> literally butt hurt. <laughs> and it wasn't even him. Like his flask took the hit. <laughs> he yeah. Didn't. So I'm like, what? Dude, he's just more mad because he probably lost a lot of alcohol from that flask. That's probably. what it was. Like you, you owe me a drink. That's all this is about. <laughs> and pride. Definitely yeah, pride. That, yeah, that too. <laughs> Probably had to go on white duty and everything. <laughs> right. It's like, finally found him some, some power, a position to do something. Like, I'm going after these folks. I don't care about the zombie apocalypse. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. That's funny. That is funny. Um, yeah. So... Army of Thieves. Check it out. Check it out. All right. You are up first this week, my friend. All righty. <clears throat> so I headed out, ventured out into the land of theaters and went to see La- Last Night in Soho. Uh, that was released this past Friday. Has a runtime of an hour and 56 minutes. Directed by Edgar Wright. <clears throat> starring Thomason McKenzie as Ellie. We have um, uh, Anaya Taylor Joy as, or Anya Taylor Joy as, uh, I guess, young Sandy. And then you have, hang on, I wrote some of these names wrong. <laughs> In the wrong spot. Um, you have Matt Smith, Michael uh, Ajayo, maybe I said that right, uh, Terrence Stamp, and Diana Rigg. So this is about an aspiring fashion designer who 
is mysteriously able to enter the 1960s where she encounters a dazzling wannabe singer. But the glamour is not all it appears to be, and the dreams of the past start to crack and splinter into something darker. <clears throat> so, start off following Ellie, who is this aspiring fashion designer. And we see that she has this, she's been dealing with the loss of her mother, who sometimes she sees as a reflection in the mirror. And this 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 moment I saw like they had like a a cool little transition where you see her mother in the mirror, mm-hmm. but without like you know how sometimes they show someone in, in the mirror, then they cut away, they come back and they're gone, or they look oh, away. Yeah, yeah. They kind of did it in the same shot where uh, the actor just kind of moves a little. She's there the next time she's not. So I was like, that's pretty cool. Yeah. But um, she gets an acceptance letter to go to London for fashion design, and so. She moves. She's got like a, um, I guess it's uh, like a boarding house where they have a roommate. She meets her roommate. Roommate's kind of like a narcissist. She's, you know, that tries to have the better story. So they kind of share that they both um, have experienced, you know, death of a parent. And so when talking to some friends, it's like, yeah, my mother passed because of this. And then they ask Ellie what happened to her mom and she tells him that she was kind of suffering mentally so she she committed suicide and then of course this this new roommate's like oh yeah i had an uncle who who died as well committed suicide so i know you know she has, tries to keep the attention on her she doesn't like anybody having better story than she does right <laughs> so anyway the you know like who's comparing death oh, and, and who, who wants yeah. to compare that like <laughs> you gotta be sick like really something wrong but, with you if you're comparing well, that but there's people that do that with, if you think about it, like injuries. Yeah. Like I'll tell somebody like I have a bad back and then they have to, then they feel, oh yeah, man, my, I've got a bad back too. I've got blah, 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 blah going on. Yeah. So, okay. Like, not that sucks, doesn't it? It's like, nah, man, it's, it, but they try and make it sound like it's worse. I'm like, bro, it's not a competition on whose ailments no. are, you can, I'll let you win. Okay. I don't yeah. care. It's one thing to say, like, I understand because I've experienced that, too. But to yes. try to make it better, it's just it's some, it's <laughs> off. <laughs> it's off. <laughs> like you're. Nah. Anyways, continue. So. um, So the bullying and the picking on, you know, she gets tired of that. So she sees an ad from a that fell off the bulletin board about a room available to rent. So she goes, checks it out, likes it, and she immediately moves in. Uh, the first night there is when she first experiences her trip to the 60s, uh, 1960s London, where she sees this singer, this wannabe singer, uh, Sandy, who's and they, they kind of show her as her in the mirror. They kind of transition between, which is kind of freaky because they show the, the Sandy dancing with her interest. Then they kind of flip and turn it to Ellie all in the same shot. It's just it's was, it was cool. It was a cool <laughs> little shot. Um, you know, it starts off good. She's seeing her audition, and of course, Sandy doesn't get the exact position she wants. She wants to be the lead singer, but she's kind of the uh, extras in the background, so to speak. But each each time she transitions into these dreams, it just gets darker and darker and darker. And um, you know, but from what she's seen from this 1960s London, because she's inspired by the music, the fashion, the culture and everything, it starts to transition, translate to her, her work at school. Teachers are giving her praise. And of course, her former roommate's not too happy about that. So she still kind of jabs at her a little bit. <laughs> and um, But it's 
it does it gets pretty dark like i'll just say that and um the only thing i can really say bad about not really bad but just it could probably use some trimming for the pacing like there's some some sequences that kind of run a little long mm-hmm. that they can probably trim down trim down a little bit but other than that it's it's a cool kind of supernatural thriller okay there's like one scene one one moment that legit made me jump it hadn't <laughs> happened it hadn't happened in a while with a lot of thrillers yeah and i'm like okay you got me with that one <laughs> but um <laughs> did, you, did you shake your finger at the screen like oh you <laughs> you i said it in my head got me. <laughs> I think yeah i said it in my head like <laughs> okay that was legit <laughs> um but there's, there's there's a few you know, like you have a lot of cheap jump scares. There's mm-hmm. not—I don't think there's yeah. any cheap jump scares, but there's a couple, and that okay. one got me. And um, but it's a lot of intense imagery, especially towards the end. Okay, it's definitely not going to be for kids. <laughs> no, I wouldn't think this one would be. No, not at all. But uh, overall, I liked it. Just need a little little tightening of the some sequences. Okay, maybe a little maybe fifteen twenty minutes been cool. Okay. <clears throat> Well, one of the I've actually got several to talk about t- today. Um, I'm going to kind of do a two part. Like I'm going to take that way you can talk about yours, and I'll talk about the kids one. So, okay. um, the first part of my two part <laughs> is uh, so on Hulu. There's a movie called Ghost Team. Uh, apparently, it came out in 2016, and I did not know about it. And uh, it's PG-13. It's an hour and 23 minutes long. It stars John Heater, uh, David Krumholtz, Justin Long, Melanie Diaz, and Amy Sedaris. Uh, Ghost Team is about a paranormal obsessed man who mounts his own investigation into the beyond with his depressed best friend, played by David Krumholtz, uh, misfit nephew. a cable access medium and an overeager security guard played by Justin Wong. So this is very much an independent film. I mean, it's shot like an independent film. They at first, I think they had like a whole day that they could use one of those, uh, crane shot, uh, crane cameras to shoot. Mm-hmm. Cause they did a lot. There's a lot of that. Like the first day, <laughs> like the first 30 minutes or so. I'm like, oh, you guys had a day to write this and then used it as much as possible. Gotcha. Yeah. I ain't going to hate on that. Um, but yeah, so basically, John Heater gets these, uh, we'll say, band of misfits <laughs> together to all of them with their eccentricities and different quirks and different strengths, we'll say, um, to assist in going to this farm. And ghost hunting, pretty much. Because they see how these ghost hunting shows like Ghost Hunters, but they called it something else, even though two of the members from Ghost Hunters are part of that other team and are actually in the movie. I guess it's cameos. Yeah. And uh, he's like, I really want to do this, you know, because it's John Heater. So he has that. Even when he's trying not to be Napoleon Dynamite, still sounds like Napoleon Dynamite because he can't help it. Um but he he really wanted to go and explore this farm and believes that there's something going on because he's done all this research and et cetera. So he gets his crew together. They go out. 
and they i like how it is shot because it it is shot like a narrative film but they still try to show they still try to also show it as if you're watching a show like ghost hunters being filmed if that makes sense sure. like it's narrative so it's not like it's not like Blair Witch or Paranormal Activity where it's just all camera, you know, found footage yeah. of camera, you know, those type of things. It's a narrative film, so it's using real cameras, but it also shows the stuff that they're seeing as well. Okay. So it's kind of a... Like if but, they're watching the show, they show yeah, yeah. Their, their perspective, basically. Right. Yeah. Okay. But it also shows them as well. So it's because um, it's their point of view. And they, while going through this house, they finally start picking up some readings and, you know, everybody's kind of going through their own personal issues, which gets discussed through the story. And, uh, like David Crumholtz's uh, character, Stan, his wife got abducted by aliens, he believes. And so he's been depressed about that and, you know, been just like, he hasn't really had, been able to find anything to more or less live for. He just, just going through the motions, but he's still going to be there for his, his best friend, Lewis. So he, uh, so they, they're going through this. They picking up readings, hearing noises, weird things are happening until they all come to get like a person goes missing. So they go searching for them. They find them and then they find, what it is then they you know they find out what's causing this and then things take a turn but not in the i'm just gonna say not in the way that you think okay so i don't because if i give too much more it's gonna be spoilery and yes the movie's four or five years old now but considering i've just now found it means probably not too many people have found it so yeah i've never heard of it Exactly. I'm going to treat it as if it came out this year. So, and, uh, but it, it, it's quirky. It's, it's not going to be like jump scares and, and even uber suspenseful, suspenseful, but it is, it is a good movie to watch. It's fun. I mean, you kind of have to have, because it's like an independent film and kind of focusing on character and story and trying to, you know, see what these characters are going through. You kind of have to be be willing to go along on that journey and not be going along to see if they actually see ghosts and and or monsters and then fighting monsters. You you can't. It's that's not going to be the movie you're looking for with this one. But it's it's good. It's got some funny moments in it. I I enjoyed it. Amy Sedaris is unrecognizable but also very amy sedaris in this movie which which you know just helps with the uh, comedy aspect of it just along is hilarious as a uh what's the word over eager security guard that thinks he's more than a security guard um but yeah he's great and i actually really liked his haircut in this movie i kept kept going you know what that really looks good on him he had a he had to actually just have that <laughs> but <laughs> Um, but yeah, I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. I would, I'd probably, would I rewatch it? I don't know. If there's nothing else on, I might put it on just for the hell of it. Um, and I think there's some language. Yeah, there's language, but not like a 
ton, but there is some language in it. It's very weird how they choose to use it, I guess a good way to put it. Because John Heater's character will like find a different way to not curse. <laughs> but then like towards the end of the movie you hear I'm like, Well if he's using substitutes for these but not for th-. I'm like, okay, I guess we're just picking and choosing. It just seemed kind of yeah, it, well, for me, it's like, it just seems like it'd be out of character for that character if he's already coming up with substitutes for these. And, but whatever. It's fine. It didn't, it didn't like pull me out. It was just, uh, it was just something I kind of noticed. I'm like, okay. Uh, next, for my second part, which is kind of related, but not related at all, uh, I watched Paranormal Activity, Colin. Next of Kin. Released on Paramount Plus due to COVID and all that. So they were going to release it in theaters and then decided just to make it a Paramount Plus uh, release, I guess, to try and get those that like those movies to be sure they're subscribing, I guess. I don't know. Um, They could have released it in theaters. It would have been fine. Yeah. But no worries. Um, I'm kind of glad they did, though, because then I was able to watch it because I probably wouldn't have gone to theater to go see it. Uh, this came out uh, this past Friday, the 29th, with a runtime of one hour, 38 minutes long. This is the seventh installment in the franchise. Yes, mm. it raised eyebrows. Yes, mine too. I've only known of two of them. <laughs> well, maybe three, actually. But... I've known of, wow. I've seen three, but I've known of four, maybe five. Wow. And so I looked them all up because I needed to know <laughs> which ones I hadn't seen. Yeah, and apparently I've only seen up to three. Um, I'm about halfway through four right now. I'll be honest, because uh, the fourth one and this one are actually on Paramount Plus. You would think you would just have all of them, but maybe they could be on other streaming services. So kind of like be. just waiting for those to run out and then they'll pull yeah, them over. Probably. Um, now, I absolutely loved the first one. I think I remember yes. watching the first one in theater two or three times. That's the only one I've watched. <laughs> I said, I'm, I'm, I'm good with this. I don't need to watch the others. <laughs> well, see, at the old, and you remember the scene where they had all the cabinet doors open up? Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't, and then it was. I feel that way at our old house because just the way the cabinets are, like yeah. it needed new hinges and everything because they painted over them. The people that were there before we did painted over them. So the hinges were like stuck open, like they wouldn't shut properly. Yeah. So they were just, would stick. I'm like, oh shit, ghost been in here. Tell these damn cabinet doors open. <laughs> so now at this house, I'm like, I'm kind of wondering if a ghost really did open. <laughs> I'm not putting anything away at this place. And yeah. the more I keep watching these movies too, and thinking back to that one, I'm like, oh crap, this house is nice enough to where it looks like one of those ghosts would be in here too. Like this, oh shit, just sitting there chilling, <laughs> just waiting. Like, yeah. And I'm like, I'm like. That's probably why our house is so cold. <laughs> Maybe my wife has nothing to do with it. Yeah. If you remember Invincible, whenever the, that detective was there, it got real cold. Yep. So, See? yeah. Yeah. Crap. Um, <laughs> meanwhile, back to this one. <laughs> Try and get my mind off of that. <laughs> um, so Paranormal Activity next to Ken. Uh, like I said, one hour, 30 minutes, Paramount Plus. Uh, Margot, a young woman abandoned by her mother as a baby, travels to a secluded Amish community with a documentary film crew seeking answers about her mother and extended family. 
Margot is played by Emily Bader. Uh, I believe it's her boyfriend. I still think it's her boyfriend. Chris is played by Roland Buck the third. Uh, Dale, who is the sound man, uh, is played by Dan Lippert, who is actually pretty. I would say probably the most standout in this movie because um, he's very. He's got a lot of personality. We'll say that. And a lot of flair. So, you know, kind of some comic relief in his character. Uh, Henry Ayers Brown plays Samuel. And then Tom Nowicki plays Jacob. Uh, It's directed by William Eubank, who uh, directed Underwater from uh, last year with uh, Kristen Stewart. Went to Kahulahua. (laughs) Uh, he also directed the signal and the movie love so um, he's also done cinematography work as well so that really shines through in this movie it's a documentary film they use like gopros an actual like hd camera but you know it's one of those the camera battery like never dies (laughs) the car battery died apparently but the Camera batteries are, they're just fine. And there's no electricity because they're Amish. But yet this camera is able to stay on. You have to, there's a lot you have to just kind of just go with. Yeah. Just like you do in most of these movies. But I didn't hate it. I'll say that much. Because I just went with it. Because I I understood what I, like when I hit, when I clicked start for a movie called Paranormal Activity Next of Kin, I knew what I was getting myself into. Right. Like, I'm not, I knew I wasn't going to watch an Oscar winning movie. I knew I was going to watch a paranormal activity movie. So, this one actually has a little bit of story to it in that, you know, basically she's trying to, trying to find more about, find out more from where she came from and why it's, see if she could find some answers as to why her mom essentially abandoned her, like left her on the doorstep of a hospital. And right. left. And slowly through events happening, she f- and different uh, things she finds out while at this Amish house where there is no cell signal, of course, because they're out in the middle of nowhere. And they don't have electricity. So, you know, everything's through fire and lamps and stuff like that. She slowly finds out more and more about what is actually going on on this farm. And it's being documented through cameras and various different things. And slowly but surely, they realize they really need to get out of there. But Margot's having a hard time because she's still trying to find answers. And yeah. meanwhile, the, the other Dale's kind of uh, trying through the course of the movie, you see him becoming more acclimated <clears throat> with the Amish life, wearing clothes and stuff like that to try and fit in mm-hmm. and to try and, you know, just make the best of their time there and try to, you know, have fun as, while also working on this. And then Chris is just trying to help Margot find out more answers and trying to then as things get creepier and creepier and they're like, okay, we need to get out of here. They realize they find out the car battery is dead. So Chris and Dale are trying to get back to town. Yeah. To find out that this Amish 
family is maybe not exactly Amish, and there might be something more nefarious going on. Mm. And then they get a car battery and have to hurry back to try and rescue Margot. And uh, the the ending is not what you will expect, I will tell you that much. If you've watched any of the other Paranormal Activity movies, this movie will be different. It is one of two Paranormal Activity movies that do not feature the main characters on the poster. Uh, the other one's Paranormal Activity is the marked one, which is number six. Yes, number six, I believe. If I memory serves me. And obviously this movie is not canon. Uh, it shares the title Paranormal Activity, but it is not canon with the first four movies, at least. Uh, following Katie and and her nephew. Yeah. Hunter. So um, I enjoyed it, but there's a lot of cheap scares. Speaking of jump scares. Yeah. But that's what these movies are. I mean, there's there's some that, you know. <clears throat> One of the things I liked about <clears throat> one of the things I liked about the original was that it was a lot of like slow moving, like it was a slow burn. Yeah. And as these movies keep getting made, keep getting made, they're kind of moving away from that and moving more towards kind of the jump scare, which, I, as you have already said, are kind of cheap and need to be a little more. What's the word? Inventive, I guess. And yeah, but used, but it, this movie did do. I mean, even with all the jump scares and things like that, I'm like, all right, yeah, I get it. Uh, it still has some good moments in it, and I like the way it was shot. The uh, the acting was, you know, fairly good, and the way it was lit was really well done. Um, that kind of lends himself to being a good cinematographer and knowing what lens to use. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I didn't hate it. I mean, it wasn't bad. It's a good scary movie. It's all right. Very interesting premise and everything. So yeah, so those are my two part for that one, I guess. Again, it's on uh, Paramount Plus if you want to watch it. So my <laughs> my final. Uh, movie uh, as part of my double feature that I did over the weekend. I watched last night in Soho. Then I went and watched Antlers. Antlers um, finally came out. Yes. And I, I I was supposed to go back and watch the trailer. I didn't. So I went completely blind into this, <laughs> which was, was probably good. Probably good that I did. But this also was released this past Friday. Has a runtime of an hour and 39 minutes. So that's it's got that going for it. Uh, directed by Scott Cooper. It stars Carrie Russell, Jesse Plemons, Jeremy T. Thomas, Graham Greene, Scott Hayes, Rory Cochran, and Amy Madigan. It's about I like, I like all those actors, but yeah. I don't like that. I don't like that trailer, so I'm not gonna watch it. <laughs> In an isolated Oregon town, a middle school teacher and her sheriff brother become embroiled with her enigmatic student whose dark secrets lead to terrifying encounters with a legendary ancestral creature who came before them. So 
starts off following uh, character Julia, played by Carrie Russell, who's middle school teacher, recently having returned home to this small Oregon town after her father passes. And um, she, she goes to live with her brother to basically kind of help him get through this. And she had actually left home because of the abusive father. But with him being gone, I guess now she feels comfortable coming back. And um, it also shows that she may have had issues with alcohol in the past because she takes a trip to the store. She's eyeballing that, the liquor in the back of the store that she goes into. And then you have one of her students, Lucas, who's a troubled kid and gets picked on a lot. And he draws very disturbing pictures. <laughs> very, very disturbing. Okay. He even has a story about, I guess, his own version of the three bears mm-hmm. where... You know, you have Papa Bear, Baby Bear, and a smaller bear, mm-hmm. where, you know, it's it's a very dark story. But uh, you can tell he's troubled. He's really kind of a weird-looking, you know, odd-looking kid, mm-hmm. quiet, stays to himself. But, um, you know, of course, being, um, doing something a lot of teachers don't do now, she kind of looks into it, tries to figure out what's going on with him, even invites him out to ice cream and... You know, she kind of touches on the subject that bothers him. Like she starts asking about his dad and he immediately leaves her. And even it was a kind of a creepy thing. It's like, don't follow me again. <laughs> you know, and he <laughs> walks by and while she's still sitting at the table eating ice cream. He walks by the table and is looking at her. It's like, man, that's kind of that's a creepy little kid there. But um, so <clears throat> she goes, goes to the house. And. She actually goes in the house because the door is not locked and she starts hearing some weird noises and promptly leaves, which I think is probably the smartest thing I've ever seen somebody do in this type of movie. Instead of investigating further, she gets in her car and leaves. But she still is worried about the little boy. And then we start learning more about his family dynamics. Um, you know, he doesn't have a mother. Uh, he's got a brother who's always with his dad, but you never you don't see them until a little later in the film. And mm-hmm. um and it's a lot of dark, twisted things going on there with that. And um, it's hard to talk about this without spoiling. So um, I'll say there's another character in this that does the same thing that Julia does, but only she doesn't leave when things get weird. She actually investigates and okay. bad, idea, bad idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but um, it's, it's, it's very supernatural. Okay. This, also dealing with bullying, kids being picked on, as the previous one I was talking about. And um, oddly enough, I liked it. You know, it, it is a slow burn of a movie, but once okay. it builds up to where it's going, um, I feel like it's a decent payoff. Um, it's got a decent story that deals with, you know, the teacher dealing with her past with her father and relationship with her brother, because they have kind of a dynamic where. She was basically abused, but yeah. her brother's like, you don't know what happened to me. You know, you left, so you don't really know what happened, what I dealt with. And, you know, they got that, that dynamic. And then just this whole time I'm thinking, like, how is Lucas really surviving? Because he's basically taking care of himself. And right. so I'm like, eh. But it's, it's got some interesting dynamics. And at the end, it gets it gets really dark. <laughs> it, it, you get to see what, what's actually going on. And it's kind of dealt with... Um, the indigenous people of the land, their legend story dealing mm-hmm. with um, a creature called Wendigo, 
but um they you know they do show they show it um yeah it's i liked it okay. i don't know if everybody, i thought it was, I, for especially it, it's short it's a uh, hour 39 minutes sweet spot yeah. time yeah um it is it is slow to build up but for me it was satisfying how it ended okay cool yeah. I don't know if it'd be a movie for you. Definitely will not be a movie for me. That's yeah. I'm glad to hear that, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you liked it. <laughs> maybe if it becomes available on a streaming service, maybe check it out then. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Because <laughs> I'll be able to turn it off right away. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. Yeah. Made through the inch. Made it through the credits, I'm good. <laughs> so so for our family movie night pick, we uh while we were carving pumpkins, we put uh available on Disney Plus. We watched the, I guess, reboot, remake, whatever, of Disney's Under Wraps, W-R-A-P-S. Uh, 12-year-old friends Marshall, Gilbert, and Amy accidentally revive a mummy they discover in a neighbor's basement. They affectionately name the mummy Harold. They must rush to return him to his resting place before midnight on Halloween. This uh, his came out um, apparently came out October first, but I just noticed it uh, with a runtime one hour thirty one minutes. Good sweet spot. Rated it's a TV movie, I guess, so it's rated TV Y seven. So there you go. Pretty much everybody could watch it. Uh, starring Phil Wright as Harold, George Jordana. Uh, Largi as Diane, Christian J. Simon as Gilbert, Jamie M. Calica as Ted, Michelle C. Smith as Lou, uh, Malachi Barton as Marshall, Melanie Brooke as Buzzy, Sophia Hammers as Amy. This is a very, it's a very Disney, very Disney movie. I mean, it's, you can't get much lighter and fluffier than a Disney movie, which is great because, I mean, the scares are just so hokey. They're not really even scares. Uh, the mummy's not really scary because you could you know, tell it's a, that the mummy is caked in makeup. <laughs> um, but it's made to look like it's so, like, 80s fake, which is great. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, they... It's weird because they're being chased after a couple of people that are trying to get the mummy, I guess, just because it's alive. It's alive. Um, <laughs> different movie. Uh, but anyways, they so they're trying to return it. It has this amulet, which is causing it to. You know, be living. Even though it's dead, it's really weird. I don't know how you could be alive and dead, but it's the living better. dead. <laughs> yeah, because it has no pulse because they show that it doesn't have a pulse. Like, okay, well, it doesn't have a pulse. Well, okay, but it's still alive nonetheless. Like, how is it functioning? Yeah. yeah. So, well, then the spirit it's, moves in. Yep. Our, yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so the kids are having to hide the mummy from these guys chasing them, but also trying to get him returned back to his sarcophagus and at the museum where they saw it. And uh, before... Midnight on Halloween. It's a cute movie. I mean, it's cute. Grayson liked it. York didn't really pay much attention because he was too busy working on his pumpkin, I think. Yeah. Um, 
but it's it is super cute. It's very I mean it's great for all ages. Even though Halloween's over, it's still a good movie that you could watch at any time because it doesn't have to be Halloween or or October in order to enjoy a movie like this. So if you're looking for something to try and watch with the kids, uh, this is a great one. You know, it's super cute and hokey and perfect for, you know, kids of all ages. Um, again, that's under wraps on Disney Plus. One hour, 31 minutes. So perfect. So I'm trying to remember the original, the OG. I didn't even know there was an original until yeah. I was. Because uh, Ruth does, because she remembers all young kids, you know, Disney movies. Yeah. And she's, she's like, the 80s one? I'm like, I, I said, no, there's a new one. Oh, didn't even know they made a new one. I didn't. I said, I didn't even know there was an old one. <laughs> Look at both of us. <laughs> yeah. News it's been so long since I watched it, though. But, yeah. um, yeah. So it's, it's been a while. Yeah, but it was good. I, it was cute. It was super cute. Compared to everything else I watched this week. It's the most lighthearted thing. <laughs> I may there's a movie co- so going into trailers. There's a movie I may make you go see. <laughs> I may have you uh, go see without without me at all. Having a zero interest in seeing this. So get ready. Okay. Uh oh. <laughs> these two words. Roland Emmerich. Mm. Does all the disaster movies. So coming out February 4th. So that should, uh, you know, nothing like having a apocalyptic end of the world action movie come out on February 4th. I mean, so it's got to be good, right? Yeah. So um, the movie Moonfall with Halle Berry, Patrick Wilson, oh, yeah. John Bradley, Michael Pena, Donald Sutherland. Charlie Plummer, uh, Win Win You, um, yeah, some other people. Oh, yeah. Moonfall, mysterious forces, a mysterious force knocks the moon from its orbit around Earth and sends it hurtling on a collision course with life as we know it. With a mere weeks before impact and the world on the brink of annihilation, NASA, NASA executive and former astronaut. Joe Fowler is convinced she has the key to saving us all, but only one astronaut from her past, Brian Harper, and a conspiracy theorist, Casey Houseman, believe her. These unlikely heroes will mount an impossible last-ditch effort to save her. <laughs> I can't even. Last-ditch mission into space, leaving behind everyone they love, only to find out that our moon is not what we think it is. Mm. The Cybertron? Probably. That's kind of what I was thinking, too. So, uh, uh, that one's all you, bro. I'm just... It's all you. Unless York wants to go see it, then I'll probably have to take him. Because I know, I know his mom will take him. So, But that would be the only way I'm going to go see that. I'm like, no. No. Should have yeah. stopped at Independence Day, man. When I first saw the trailer, I was like, man, yeah, this is... Perfect, perfect movie for this time frame. Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> but I was like, oh, but Halle Berry's in it. So. Yeah. There you go. You go see that in 4DX and get a nice little beat up. <laughs> get, I don't know if I'm going to do that. Tong <laughs> Chi kind of kind of scarred me. Yeah. <laughs> I, felt, I felt violated. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, well, on, on a lighter note, 
um, a, a space movie I can actually get behind. <clears throat> Coming out June 17th. Uh, 2022. I guess it's just easier to say June 17th at this point because we're only two months away from the end of the year. Craziness. Craziness. Coming out June 17th is the movie Lightyear, the story of Buzz Lightyear and his adventures to infinity and beyond. I'm not against it. And Chris Evans is voicing Buzz Lightyear. Yeah, I'm, I'm there. I mean, come on. Come on. Looks looks great. Animation looks great. Yeah. Um, I don't even care what the story is. It'll be fine. It sparked some pretty funny memes. Yeah. Yes, I've seen a couple. Probably from you, actually. I think um, the one I posted was Cuz Lightyear. Yeah, Cuz Lightyear. That's what it was. Cuz. Uh, <laughs> nice fade, bro. Lastly, uh, Sandra Bullock stars in the Unforgive- Unforgivable. A woman is released from prison after serving a sentence for a violent crime and re-enters a society that refuses to forgive her past. Coming out December 10th of this year. The Unforgivable in uh, two Netflix. One hour and 52 minutes. Rated R. Uh, starring Sandra Bullock, John Bernthal. Vincent D'Onofrio, uh, Richard Thomas, Viola Davis. Yeah. So, unforgivable. See how unforgiving it might be when it comes out. <laughs> but that's all I got, buddy. Um, Eternals this Friday, man. Yes. Lowest uh, Rotten Tomato score for a Marvel movie. Uh, I don't know what that's saying. I mean, it's still fresh, but it's like in the 70s, I think, still. Yeah, I've seen some sort in the 60s. I'm like, I don't know what to believe. <laughs> yeah. I so. don't know. Uh, go and make up my own mind. Yep. Like with everything. Yep. I'm waiting for the... <laughs> I'm just waiting for... Because, uh, you know, Chloe Zhao likes to use real people mm-hmm. that are actually doing, like in... In Nomadland, she had real nomads that interacted with Francis McDermott and and uh, or do I my blanket on his name? David Strathairn. So, and then in uh, the writer, she had real cowboys interacting with um, the lead in that one. So I'm a, so the natural progression because that's a going trend is that she's going to have actual Eternals interacting with the Eternals in this. So, or real hey. monsters. I don't even know where she's getting them, what zoo or what. But that's the only. Either that or Camille Nanjiani is going to end up pooping in a bucket in a van at some point. It's going to be something from Disney's vault that we've never known about. <laughs> right. Exactly. So, it'll be Walt Disney's head. The yeah. true eternal. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. true, the OG eternal. Yeah. Like, like here you go. They Him. finally unthawed me. <laughs> Him and him and Ted Williams, and <laughs> thought together special appearance, multiverse. Yes. <laughs> yep. Uh, and I can't. I do. I, I. I've not been like excited about this movie, but I've been curious about this movie. If that makes sense. Same. You know, keeping the expectations 
barrel at this point. Yeah, yeah it's just, uh, just interesting. You know, it's kind of like with Guardians. Like, I don't know nothing about these characters. Yep. Going in and see what I can learn. Yep. Yeah. And we'll find out. Yep. Oh, bless. I just think everything with the Infinity Saga and everything, it's just a lot of expectations going into all these new Phase 4 movies. So. Right. And I'm more curious, too, because of how, where where in this timeline, where in the timeline this is going to be. Yeah. Because it's, we, I mean, because what they've shown in the trailer, it's always post-Snap or post-Thanos, but is it, I'm assuming it's pre-No or no Way Home, pre-Loki, I guess? Somewhere in the middle there. Somewhere after Endgame. Oh, wait. Here we go. Here we go. It's probably going to be after Endgame, but before Disney Plus series. Series is... is. Somewhere in there. Yeah. 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 (laughs) You have a 50-50 chance of being correct. (laughs) Yeah. It's true. Okay. Okay. It's going to be a sequel to some event and a prequel to others. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, sure, it might even overlap good. them. Who knows? Yep, it might. We don't know. Yeah, yet, but soon enough. Right. I saw that there's a 10:30 showing at Green Hills. So, okay, at, in the morning. So, yes. I may risk it. <laughs> I may okay. chance it. So I think that's be enough time to where afterwards I can still go to work. Cool. And so, okay. Well, everybody, we thank you for listening. And with that, I guess uh, we will talk to you all next week. Everybody have a safe and wonderful first week of November. And we'll see you next week for Eternals, etc., etc. Multiverse. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed our show and have a moment, please rate and review. It helps us out a lot. Also, recommend us to someone that enjoys movies or also has kids. You can find us on Twitter at PA Movie Podcast and on Instagram at parental underscore advisory underscore movie underscore pod. Be sure to join our Facebook group, Parental Advisory Movie Podcast, and join in on the fun.